Hey everybody, I hope you're having an awesome day. Usually I wait until Mondays to get these videos out, but I've been gathering news throughout the week and I think I've got enough to talk about in order to put out a video. Let me know if you'd prefer that we have a regular release schedule on Mondays every single time, or if you prefer to me to put out these videos as soon as I'm done with them. Let's start things off with a comparison. Sony recently announced that they sold 30 million PS5s, which considering the lack of availability for the PS5, that is pretty impressive. Now, we don't know how many Xbox series that we've sold so far, but I'm going to assume it's actually a little bit higher than that since the Xbox Series S was $100 cheaper than the cheapest PS4. And on top of that, it was the best selling console multiple months last year. And like I said, these are pretty great numbers, but if you're not paying close enough attention, these numbers might make you think that what I'm about to tell you isn't impressive at all. But there's one word that makes this just unreal. Check out this tweet from SteamDB. It says, Steam has reached 10 million concurrent in-game players for the first time, as well as 32 million concurrently online users today. Now, this was back on January 7th. Now, like I said, we're comparing 10 million to Sony's 30 million, which seems like way more, but the concurrent online in-game metric is a very different animal. We're not comparing apples to apples here. The fact that Steam has 10 million people all actively playing games at the same time and 32 million people online in Steam right now is really impressive. Now, my big question here is, do I count as online right now? I always have Steam open on my PC, and I'm not using it right now, but I'm guessing because the program is open, yes, it's online. You see, the thing about PCs is people have a tendency to leave them on when they're not using them. Consoles usually get put into sleep mode when you're done with them, but because you use a PC for a million other things, they usually get left on. Now, if we do want to compare apples to apples, we should look at monthly active users, which Steam just trounces consoles with 120 million monthly active users. Now, I want to say here before we... If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply go any further that I am not a console wars guy. I'm not trying to say, hey, PC is the best and consoles are terrible. And if you've got a PS5 or an Xbox, you've made a huge mistake. I mean, uh, look behind me. I've got an Xbox and a PC back there. That's not the point of what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about, I'm just kind of looking at this from the perspective of somebody who honestly, has not paid attention to PC gaming for a really long time. The Steam Deck kind of brought me back into that. And I have to say, it's 
these numbers are staggering. Sure, only about a million of them are Steam Deck users, but because it just plays PC games as Valve continues forward in the hardware space, that number is going to just keep growing. But when we move to the next generation of consoles, we may see another reset. Of course, with console manufacturers going more towards services than hardware, I can see a place where when the PS6 or Xbox, whatever weird name they come up with, uh, comes out, they don't actually reset and we kind of start to move forward with backwards compatibility the same way that we do with PCs. Only time will tell. Speaking of Sony, one exclusive on its way to the PS5 was also supposed to be coming to the PC, but have the plans changed? Now, originally, Square Enix announced that Final Fantasy 16 was going to be an exclusive to the PS5, but it was also supposed to be coming to PC. This was unveiled in the reveal trailer for the game. But since then, we haven't heard anything about this game making its way to PC. This is strange because other PS5 exclusives have been coming to PC on the regular. Games like Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War have come to mind. Recently, Yoshi P, the guy in charge of both Final Fantasy XIV and Final Fantasy XVI, said this in an interview. Nobody said a word about the PC version releasing. Why is it like a PC version is releasing six months later? Don't worry about that. Buy a PS5. Sorry, I went overboard. We did our best, so please look forward to it. Now, every time that we have a d Japanese developer talking to a magazine or some Magazine? What year is it? Talking to a website or something, and we get people translating things from Japanese to English, a lot of times things don't translate well, so we're not sure... At least I'm not sure how good that translation is because I don't speak Japanese, but it seems like they're saying we shouldn't be expecting Final Fantasy 16 to come to PC. And I don't think that's true. I do think it's coming. I mean, that has been the trend, but that's not the only reason. Both Sony and Microsoft has been using the PC as a place to put games in order to say, we're not just doing exclusives, we're taking our games and we're putting them on other platforms. We're putting them on the PC. That way they can appease regulators while at the same time turning around and telling fanboys who are all for the console wars, hey, you can't play our games on the other console. You can only play our games here. Now, in my opinion, there's no good reason that Final Fantasy 16 can't be on Xbox other than Sony throwing money at Square Enix to say, don't put this on Xbox. When it comes to first party stuff, I see that as a completely different animal. I don't see any problem with Sony or Microsoft saying, hey, we make this system, we make this game, we're only making this game for this system. For first party stuff, it makes total sense. But when they hand a hat full of money to a third party company and say, don't make this game for our competitor, that's when, in my opinion, things get muddy and I don't like the way that goes. At the end of the day, this doesn't really affect me as somebody who has an Xbox, a PlayStation, a Switch, and a PC, and a Steam Deck. I'll be able to play whatever. But hey, if you don't have all three, knowing that most of the time console games usually end up on PCs is awesome. Because that means you get to enjoy all of the announcements, knowing that most of the time these games are going to come to the PC eventually anyway. And I totally get why somebody might say, well, I want these games now. I don't want to have to wait six months or a year for it to come to my platform of choice. And to the people who say that, number one, I get it. 
But number two, man, we have so many games to play right now. We really don't have to worry about that. Let's just play something else while we wait. Future Bill here. I was in the middle of editing this video and I realized that Valve dropped the latest update to SteamOS beta. There's actually three channels for SteamOS if you didn't know. There's the stable channel, which has the least number of bugs and the least number of features. Then there's the beta channel, which has a few more features, but a few more bugs. And then there's the preview channel, which has the most features and of course, the most bugs. Don't worry, all of the stuff that's in preview eventually makes itself to beta, and all the stuff in beta eventually makes itself to stable. So if you're on the stable channel, just stay there and you'll be fine. Let's take a look at what we've got in this update. Let's start off with show icons for partial and full controller support in the library when a game portrait is focused or hovered. Now I am actually on the beta channel and I have updated to the latest software I am not seeing this anywhere. I went through gaming mode, I went through desktop mode, and when I like go into my library and hover over something, it doesn't show whether or not I have controller support or not. Instead, it shows like the verification status of that particular game on Steam Deck. So I'm not sure what's happening here, but if you guys have figured out exactly what it is they're talking about here, let me know in the comments down below. All right, let's move on to some Steam input stuff. The controller configurator now groups commands if they're attached to the same input. Now, if you've watched my tutorial on how to set up Star Wars The Old Republic for the Steam Deck, then you probably noticed that Steam input didn't always have multiple inputs for the same button laid out in the best way. And you might be wondering, what do you mean multiple inputs for the same button? Well, we have things called extra commands and subcommands in Steam input. So if I wanted to, I could set up B to do one thing if I push it once. I could set it up to do another thing if I push it twice. I could set it up to do a third thing if I hold it down. And that's using things like extra and sub commands. Well, previously what it would say is it would just list B does this, B does this, B does this. And it really wasn't the best layout. Now the way it sets up is if you look into uh, Steam input, it'll show the button that you're going to push and it'll say executes the following two commands. Then it'll show you the first command, what it does, the second command, how you get to it, what it does, and the third command, how you get to it and what it does. This is a much better layout and I feel like Valve is doing a great job improving Steam input over time. And I know that there's a lot of people that don't like the new Steam input compared to the old Steam input, and I can totally see why, but I think over time we're going to see this get better and better and better, and it just it goes to show you how amazing Steam input is, and I just cannot thank Valve enough for making Steam input because it makes games that otherwise I just wouldn't play totally playable on the Steam Deck or on controller. Speaking of Steam input, controller configuration browsing screen can now preview configurations and the selection process now previews then applies instead of directly selecting the configuration. So if you've ever been like loading up a game and you're like, all right, I wanna check out and see what other people have done with Steam input for this game. And you've looked through the list and you find one that you know maybe a whole bunch of people had used and you hit the button, it automatically downloads it and automatically installs it. And that's before showing you what the layout is actually like, which is honestly 
a terrible way to do it. I ended up downloading a whole bunch of configurations that I never wanted to use. Well, now instead it automatically downloads it, but then it opens it up so that you can see what is the layout. Is this a layout that I'm actually going to use or is it something that somebody threw together in 15 seconds and then uploaded for some reason? I think that this is fantastic. And then you have to take one more step in order to apply that configuration to your Steam Deck. I do think that this is going to make browsing other people's creations for Steam input on various games that don't necessarily work with a controller so much easier. This is a big improvement. Now, there were a few other changes, but not anything that I really use all that much. And most of them were just bug fixes. So I guess back to the video. And not so fast. It looks like Valve is sending people from the Steam Deck team to GDC this year to meet with devs, to talk with publishers, and to answer all of their burning questions. And I think that this is probably a much bigger deal than most people will pay attention to. Here's the tweet from Lawrence Yang. Hey game devs, if you're heading to GDC this year, we'd love to see you there. We'll be hosting several roundtable discussions about Steam and Steam Deck. Please check out this questionnaire to let us know what you're interested in chatting about. So what kind of things are they going to be talking about with devs at GDC? Well, I opened up the questionnaire and here's the things that are on it. Looks like we've got early access, um, product visibility, uh, pricing and discounting strategies, getting the most out of Steam Deck, discussing something else, and attending a roundtable. They also were talking about Steam Basics, advanced stuff, questions about Steam Deck, and a few other generic answers. The big thing here, I think, is getting the most out of Steam Deck. I mean, just imagine that you're a publisher and you're sitting there with Lawrence Yang and he's got a presentation of all of this data that they've collected in the first year, that the almost year, that Steam Deck has been out. Maybe they have information like Steam Deck owners spend this much more money on video games in Steam than non-Steam Deck owners. Or maybe they've got data that says people who purchase a Steam Deck after buying the Steam Deck, their spending goes up this amount. Or these are the types of games that are getting purchased and played the most on Steam Deck. A lot of that information is information that publishers really need if they want to make decisions about how they want to approach the platform as a whole. Well, now let's imagine that you're a dev and the dev is there and they want to know how do you get the most out of your Steam Deck? How do you maintain really good graphical fidelity at the same time as respecting the TDP? I think after this, after meeting with Valve about this, we'll probably have a lot of devs who are able to go back to the drawing board and say, all right, if we do these things according to Valve, our game will run better on the Steam Deck and it'll use less battery. And in the future, I think that we will see the effects of Valve going to GDC and talking to the publishers and devs there for a really, really long time to come. I don't think any of it'll be obvious to us. Like you're not going to, like you're not gonna be playing a game and be like, this is because Valve went to GDC. But it's gonna be more like just the overall experience of playing games on the Steam Deck is going to be better because Valve is reaching out to devs, reaching out to publishers and showing them how to best make the Steam Deck 
an awesome platform to play their games on. And because Valve is pushing the Steam Deck so hard, I really think that this is beneficial not just to us and not just to developers and publishers, but also to Valve itself because it gives them an opportunity to find out what are the things that developers and publishers maybe are apprehensive about the Steam Deck. Anyway, I think this is a win for everybody and I'm super hyped that Valve is doing this. Okay, for real this time, back to the video. All right, let's move on and talk about Microsoft and Bethesda because they've got a Nintendo Direct style announcement coming out later this month. We should expect to hear about Elder Scrolls Online, which is a fantastic game that you can play on the Steam Deck with just a little bit of tinkering. We'll also hear about Forza Motorsport, which I'm new to Forza as a franchise, but it's my understanding that Motorsport is the more realistic or sim-like version of the Forza games. We'll also see something about Minecraft Legends, which is a new take on the Minecraft universe. I'm not super excited about this, but I'm definitely interested in seeing what it is that they come up with for this particular genre. Finally, I'm sure that we'll hear something about Redfall, the upcoming multiplayer co-op vampire-themed shooter from the people who made Prey and Arcane. I know I'll definitely be watching this as Redfall looks incredibly fun. The other stuff I'm not super hyped for, and I think I've played as much Elder Scrolls online as I want, but for the most part, I think that these games look fun, and I'll bet they'll all come to PC, some of them even on Game Pass. Now, one thing that I love about the Steam Deck is how open it is. I mean, Valve, if they decide not to do something, there's nothing there to stop you from utilizing some third-party solution in order to do things that Valve didn't intend with the Steam Deck. I mean, maybe a third-party game publisher got handed a whole bunch of money in order to put their game on the Epic Game Store. No problem, you can still play it, just use the Heroic Game Launcher. NVIDIA won't make a native GeForce Now app for the Steam Deck, there's always ways around that as well. But it seems like you won't have to find your way around that for long. At least, I'm hopeful. In an article from PC Gamer, GeForce Now project manager Andrew Fear confirmed that both NVIDIA and Valve were interested in streamlining the experience of playing GeForce Now on deck. Now, before we go any further, I do have to say that I'm a GeForce Now ambassador, meaning I do have a relationship with them, but this is not an ad for them. They don't know what I'm talking about. They don't even know that I'm making this video. I wouldn't be a GeForce Now ambassador if I wasn't a huge fan of GeForce Now. They're currently, in my opinion, the best version of streaming video games they have the best resolutions, they have the best frame rates. Their one problem, in my opinion, is a lack of games. Now, they'll tell you that they have over 1,500 games, and that's true. It's just that a majority of those games I'm not interested in playing. And that doesn't mean that they're bad games, they're just not games for me. But it's not their fault that they don't have the games that I want to play. The thing is, is that publishers don't like their business model, and I do not understand why. See, GeForce Now is not actually making a new store. It's not making a new service. It's simply renting hardware to end users to use over the internet. But some publishers stepped in and said, no, you can't do that. So unfortunately now, unless NVIDIA works out a deal with a publisher, their games won't be on GeForce Now. Publishers are turning away free money from people that want to buy their games and play them on NVIDIA's hardware. Now, issues with GeForce Now's game collection aside, their tech is impressive, though I will say it's kind of a pain to use GeForce Now on the Steam Deck. You have to do it through the browser, it's kind of unintuitive, and it's more trouble than it's worth. Which is too bad, because 
Everyone says that the native version of GeForce Now on the Logitech cloud thing is fantastic. And I'm not surprised at all. I mean, we're looking at low resolutions on a very small screen. So obviously it doesn't need tons of bandwidth in order to look really good. And another reason that you wanna use GeForce Now on the Steam Deck is because you can dock the Steam Deck to a nice big TV. Maybe I dock my Steam Deck to a big old 4K 120 Hertz screen, and then I connect to GeForce Now and I can play games at 4K 120 on my Steam Deck piping that in from NVIDIA's uh, servers. The Steam Deck seems like the perfect use case for something like GeForce Now. So in this interview with PC Gamer, I was really hoping that NVIDIA would say more about the Steam Deck. Well, here's what they actually said. There is not a native app on Steam Deck today, says Fear. Use a Chromium browser to make it work. I would say both NVIDIA and Valve, I think we're both interested in making GeForce Now on the Steam Deck better but we don't have any announcements on a native app coming to Steam. Of course, that is kind of a non-answer, but at the same time, it would be much easier for them to just say, we have nothing to announce at this time, instead of saying, boy, both us and Valve would really like to work together about this. It really gives me hope that we will possibly see a collaboration between the two and native GeForce Now on the Steam Deck. Now, the way that I would really like to see it happen is directly integrated into the Steam OS interface. So for those of you that don't know, when you go to launch a game on your Steam Deck, you have a little play button. And if you're on your home network and the game is installed on your PC and your PC is on, that play button will have a little sub menu that you can activate by going just a little bit to the right. And if you activate that, it'll say that you either want to launch this game locally on the Steam Deck or you want to launch it on your PC and stream it to the Steam Deck using Steam Link. What would be absolutely perfect is if right on that same menu, if you are also a subscriber to GeForce Now, it would say launch through GeForce Now. GeForce Now currently has the best streaming capabilities, but if they could partner with Valve, I think maybe they could push back on some of the resistance that publishers have to allowing their games to be streamed on GeForce Now. And I think at the end of the day, this would be amazing for GeForce Now users, for Steam users, and for Steam Deck users, absolutely. But we also have to remember that GeForce Now already knows that there's plenty of people out there that won't go through the trouble of getting GeForce Now up and running on the Steam Deck. And the Steam Deck has been out for almost a year at this point. So if they were already going to do something, you think it would have happened sooner rather than later. I don't know, but maybe if they do it the way that I'm talking about it, that's why they haven't done it yet because it takes a lot more work to do that than it does to just put a wrapper around something and drop it on the store. Well, even if it seems like Nvidia and Valve may wanna to work together, it also seems like Valve is finally making it clear that they are not working with a certain website that is allegedly selling Steam decks, selling Steam games, and also allegedly selling Steam accounts. If you missed the video from a couple of weeks ago, I'll leave a link in the description so you can check that out, but I'll also give you the quick version. Liam over at Gaming on Linux found a website that was selling the aforementioned Steam-related goods. There was a bit of a kerfuffle about whether or not they were officially partnered with JSOX or not, and whether or not it's okay for them to be selling Steam stuff. 
Now, I'm personally staying completely out of it. I really don't care about the relationship between this company and JSOX, although I will say it doesn't look good. Well, Liam and many others reported this site to Valve as selling this stuff seemed kind of weird and selling Steam accounts is super shady. In my previous video, I talked about how I could understand somebody might want to take advantage of buying stuff from a site like this if the Steam Deck is not available in your country. You don't have an official way to buy the thing from Valve, so what else can you do? You can either wait or you can use sites like this. And I said it's probably not worth the risk. By the way, a quick aside, I had somebody in the comments of that video ask why a country would need to support the Steam Deck, so I figured I should also address that. Think of it this way. If something goes wrong with your Steam Deck and you can't fix it, and perhaps it's covered under warranty, Shipping internationally is very expensive, and I'm sure Valve doesn't want to deal with shipping things back and forth overseas as that's an added expense that they either have to absorb or ask the customer to pay. It's either going to cost them money or make them look bad, and shipping internationally usually takes a really long time. So it makes more sense for Valve to establish partners that they work with in these countries and let the partners take care of all of that stuff with them. It takes all of the focus off of them and allows Valve to focus on what they want to focus on and it means that they don't have to deal with international shipping nightmare stuff. Anyway, back to the story. On Tuesday, Valve tweeted this out. Hello and Happy New Year. A quick note that the only official ways to purchase Steam Deck are directly from Steam in the US, Canada, EU, and UK, or from Komodo in Japan, Korea, Taiwan, and Hong Kong. Steam Decks sold via any other websites or retailers are unofficial. Please be careful. So it seems like the aforementioned website now has Valve's attention. Now, whether or not they do anything about it remains to be seen but at least Valve is warning people off. I don't know if tweeting it out is enough though. I really think that Valve should do something more. Like, you know, every time I start Steam on my computer, I get a little pop-up of some game. Clearly that game has paid Valve some money to say, hey, put this in a pop-up as like a little advertisement. Valve could put that screen real estate to really good use. Also, every time you go into the store, they have a top banner. They could easily put information like that in the top banner too. I just worry about some people going to websites and thinking they are official websites and then getting taken advantage of and then being left completely out in the cold when something goes wrong with their Steam Deck and they can't get it fixed because they didn't buy it from an official source. All right, so that does it for this one. Let me know in the comment section down below what you think of all of the stories that we talked about today. And if you want to know how I put my Steam Deck in this arcade cabinet, then you're going to want to watch this video right up here. From the Nerd Nest, I'm Bill. Stay rad, everybody.